it's the next level. We need Hellboy. In about goddamn time. The end is coming. Ah! Uh, the hell with this? Haven't we got to be saving the world or something? Panels to Pixels Hellboy 2019 Movie Review. everyone welcome back to the show i'm mark <laughs> i'm steve and uh this week we're gonna we're going to actually review the 2019 hellboy and it was very interesting listen to me and steve talk about this this is gonna be fun yeah it might be a little short but it's okay i mean what did you th- so let's start out with with what was the same thing we did with our other movie reviews uh like it or love it or other which which is it for you mark i liked it I, I didn't say I loved it, but I liked it. To me, it was a little bit all over the place with the story. The King Arthur story was very prominent in it, which I loved because I like the Arthurian story. But they just kind of elaborated on it. There was a lot of different aspects that I do like about it. A lot of the action, the cinematography, a lot of the characters that were in it. How they portray Hellboy was very interesting in this one in comparison to the other. We don't have the same characters in the movie, throughout the movie, like we did in the Ron Perlman series. So, to me, this was a new envisioning of the series. And I only recall me as a a kid when I picked up the original Hellboy. And I, I think I only brought the first 10 issues of the actual comic book. And I enjoyed them for what they were. I never continued on because it didn't really captivate me, but when the Ron Perlman series came in, I I really was captivated by the actual story of Hellboy, what they did with it, and I loved Selma Blair's character, I loved Abe Sapien, I loved the idea of Father and what he did, but this went on a completely different direction, and it wasn't something I was ready for, because I, I don't know if it was too soon, I don't know if it was... Because it was a lot different from what I'm used to. Because the last Hellboy didn't come out too long ago. You know, it's a bit different. And a lot of people I've talked to are not happy with the movie. <laughs> but I liked the overall aspect of it. Now, mind you, there were a lot of rewrites within the movie itself. Apparently, David Harbour did a few rewrites and scenes. Try to poke his idea and thought of what he wanted to do. So there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of headbanging as far as clashing heads <laughs> as far as getting their point of what they wanted to do with this movie so there's a lot going on and there's a lot of key comic elements in the movie that that really drew my attention now mind you i did fall asleep and towards the end of the movie <laughs> and my friend walter is like elbowing a dude wake up 
wake up. And I'm like, what? You missed the last 20 minutes. And I wound up going back and watching it again. But I had a good time with actually watching this movie for what I got out of it. It wasn't a bad movie. I, I've seen far worse. I'm not saying this is Highlander 2 bad because I knew people that walked out of Highlander 2 and that was a really bad movie. And I refused to leave that movie because I already paid money. So, <laughs> I, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. And I think part of part of why I think I enjoyed it as much as I did is because I I never saw the Ron Perlman versions. So I didn't see either one, Hellboy or what was it, Hellboy and the Golden Army or yeah. something like that. I never I never saw those. So I have I and I've never I've never even looked at the comic book. I don't know what it's about. I don't know the character. I literally went into this entirely cold, not knowing anything really about the character at all. And uh, the jumbled storyline, it, it didn't really bother me that much, but now the more that I think about it, and, and as I heard you kind of talking a little bit about it, I do, it was, it really was convoluted. And there was very, there were some confusing things. There were some things that were kind of left open, you know, and I think when we get into our, our discussion, we'll we'll probably come up with some of these, some more of these things as well i do like i said though i think it failed in a couple of points because it didn't it just it, I, i'm kind of with you it, it i i loved it uh no i don't want to say i loved it i didn't love it i enjoyed it and it just it's not a movie that i'm gonna necessarily i'm i'm probably not gonna see it again i'm probably not gonna buy it on disc <laughs> you know it was it was okay i i had a good time with it i i it was fun i laughed uh i'm got some things that I that I really liked and some other things but uh but yeah that was uh yeah I, I can that's all I can say is that I enjoyed it yeah the same here I give it basically two and a half out of five big red fists that Hellboy would have <laughs> that that would be my thing you know you're yeah. halfway there you you got me to like it in some way and mostly for the part of David Harbour you got Mila Jovovich you had mm. Ian McShane and even the other two character actors that were in it. Um, uh, the one that turns into a tiger. And Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love, love, love him. And I thought he, as soon as I saw him in the movie, uh, both he and Ian McShane, Ian McShane, I did not know they were going to be in this. And so as soon as I saw them both, I was just like, oh, that's so cool. I'm glad that they're they're doing stuff or, or you know, Ian McShane's in a lot of things, but, and Daniel Day Kim is, is stayed pretty steadily working since lost, but yeah, yeah, he's, that, that was really, I just loved seeing those two. And then he had some sort of psychic or ghost mm -hmm. whisper as I call it. Yeah. And, uh, to me, and that it's somebody that Hellboy knew. So obviously they actually had some sort of backstory with certain people. They had this whole thing. They had a few good points. The Arthurian story and where Hellboy fit into it was there, but they had to go sidetracked with a few certain things, one of which I really loved and enjoyed, mm -hmm. one of which was kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. And the first part, which was very interesting because it kind of fed into the idea of the story and who Hellboy worked with. So we had a few things in there that I enjoyed and was like, hmm, gimme, like, okay, that's interesting. If there was never a Ron Perlman version, I'm pretty sure this movie would have done well because mm -hmm. a lot of the purists out there wanted a Hellboy 3 with Ron Perlman and I being one of them. But 
me, I stepped outside of that and thought, okay, I'm going to give it a shot because I like David Harbour. And they're going to, yeah. you know, relaunch this with somebody who has new blood. So Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, I think, too, that people, you know, because what they did with it was it almost seemed like they were hoping this movie would do really well to set up for more movies. So that's what, really what we saw here was kind of an origin story. And so they had they wanted to give us those backstories on the girl, the psychic girl. They wanted to give us a little bit of we, through dialogue they gave us Daniel Day Kim's backstory. They, you know, they gave us the origin of Hellboy, where he came from. I did I I the one biggest flaw for me with the movie was the fact that it seemed like Ian McShane didn't realize that all these people were going to be trying to kill Hellboy. And you would think that would have been something he would have been aware of. Like, even if they tried to keep it from him, you would think he would go, you know, he had something in his mind at least occasionally to remember, wait a minute, when we started this whole thing, we were going to kill him, and I was able to turn it around and raise him as my son and, and all this. And then he sends him into these situations where people are literally setting him up to be killed. And it just, that was the one thing that was the, the, probably the biggest flaw for me was I was like, it seemed like if, if he had at least like, if, if he had had some sort of warning to Hellboy, I would have understood if he would have said, Hey, by the way, watch out when you're over there in England for the, this and this, because they might be plotting against you, hmm. yeah, you know, very true. And so that for, for me, that was the biggest flaw was that he just dropped him in. The only thing we get of that is when he's arguing with Ian McShane about, the origins of, about how Ian McShane was supposed to kill him at the beginning, you know, so that kind of surprised me. That was the, the biggest fall. A couple of points that I really liked. I, I already said I liked Ian McShane and Daniel A. Kim. I was, every time he was holding Excalibur and kind of flipping it around, I really expected him to use Excalibur to cut his, his horns off. That's what I was, was when his horns grew yeah. there at the end and he was able to, to not, to not go uh, into villain mode. I didn't see that coming. Him just reaching up with his hands and ripping them off his, off his head. That really surprised me. And I really loved the, the, and then what scene where <laughs> he kept talking about, you know, we're going to save the world. Well, and then what, and then we'll, we'll say, save it again. And then what? And, and it's been echoed. I, I don't know. If, I've only noticed it just this year, but it seems like we've seen that in other TV series and movies where we're seeing heroes kind of getting this introspective kind of thing about, you know, what well, what happens next? You know, do we just keep saving the world? And you remember, uh, I'll never forget the, the first Incredibles movie where it was kind of Mr. Incredible kind of said that about the world. He goes, he goes, you know, it's like the maid leaving the, the house getting dirty again. He's like, every time I, I step away from the world, it goes, you know, and uh, so it was really interesting that that conversation I thought was really, really cool with, with Hellboy going, well, and then what? And then what? And then what? You know, are we just going to keep doing this all the time? Yeah, very true. Very, very true. Uh, there's a, a few things that I liked about it. And to me, I loved that giant scene with Hellboy. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit interesting to see a small demon fight the giants and cut them down to side, all down to size with a huge sword. Come on, <laughs> that was a great scene, especially there at the end when when he he looks back at all the dead. The British guys are all dead. He goes, well, I guess you did need my help, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> and it also made me laugh that we would accidentally he would actually break his cell phone every time he picked up the phone. 
Every trying, every time he tried to use it, he would break the screen. He goes, ah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, you think he'd find somebody to make him a phone that, that could handle like the Things phone or something like that? Yeah, it was an ongoing <laughs> joke that was going on in the very beginning of the movie, and they kind of ended it after a certain while too. Yeah, but I, I thought that right away. I was like, that is so funny. It's like, <laughs> ah. ah. <laughs> And then the uh, the encounter with Baba Yaga. A little out of place for me, but it was funny itself. You know, when she actually... It, it made you think, it's like, wait a minute, did she give birth to him? Yeah. And so, wait, she wants him to be king, but wants to be his queen, too? What's going on here? Yeah. Is this some it, Game it was... of Thrones kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, it was... There was some weird... That scene still was a little bit... That was one of those scenes that I think we could have done without... I don't know. Yeah, just... it was it was a little bit out there and it was a little bit strange, but yeah. you knew that he was there to destroy her, and mm. if they eliminated all that talk, that would have been beneficial for the fact that he wound up just killing her in the end. So to me, honestly, it, it was if they edited all that out with her and talking about blah blah blah, and then and then they head to the the actual action of it, it would have been far mm. better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree. And I only had a, f- a couple of quotes going on here uh, <laughs> that I that I was able to retrieve. Hellboy says, "Is that hair on your tongue?" <laughs> when Baba Yaga kisses him, <laughs> and I I and I, I misspoke before. It was about Nimue. That that was the one who stated that she was his uh, mother. Sorry, everybody out there. I, I'm a little yeah. bit confused with the names. <laughs> yeah, that was the the Mila Jovovich character yes yes they yeah were reassembling her and there was a yeah there was a bunch of it was I, i'm with you the more and more i think back on it and, and now that i'm kind of removed a couple weeks from having seen the movie it's it's kind of like i'm going yeah what was the point of that scene like I, i'm still racking my brain what the point of the baba yaga i know she trapped him she kind of brought him into her little area or whatever and then and then put him back that's when he broke the table yep there at yeah the he, she was a witch came... just to give him yeah. information basic basically about nimue who says that you know right. you're gonna be you're the right. king yeah. and that's and yeah. who we thought was yes that you know it's like she gave birth to him i'm like wait a minute she gave birth you know like i said yeah. it's that whole game of thrones thing that i'm like confused about and right. it, it for people who've never read the comic, and I'm pretty sure this is about maybe 50 issues in of a comic book, a lot of people who are watching the movie fresh, like it's kind of hard to really pinpoint. And that's where yeah. I think the movie lost a lot of people, where people are like, mm, this is not that good, and yeah. we're waiting yeah. for Endgame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the other thing, the other thing too, that, that probably hurt this movie is that it, it was coming out just a few weeks before Endgame, and everyone is just, just chomping at the bit. So. Yeah, well, it was another comic book movie that, you know, a lot of people wanted to see, and mm-hmm. there's several on the way that we're going to want to see in general. The other quote I got was pretty much from Hellboy himself again, which would be, this isn't going to work out because I'm a Capricorn, and you're effing nuts, <laughs> when Nimue states that she wants Hellboy to be her king. So to me, that was that was one that was a cool, funny takeaway from it. You know, he is with the quick comebacks, and mind you, there are a ton of them in the movie. But that was one that stood out to me uh, along with the other. Yeah. But 
to me, it's like it's one of those movies that you would have to rent if Blockbuster was still around. You'd be like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to rent this movie. Why? Because it uh, kind of came and went in the movie theater. But and you, you would watch it a couple of times at least in one night or over the course of two or three nights. Yeah. Or if I ever, you know, if I notice it on cable, HBO stars at whatever one time I might DVR it and watch it again just to. Just to catch back, because I do like I liked David uh, Harbour's portrayal. I thought it was really good, and I, I like I said I like Ian McShane and Daniel Day Kim. So I I, I really like that, and I, I really wanted to like Mila Jovovich. It just I didn't even recognize her at first. It took me a while to even figure out that's who it was. So yeah, she has changed over the years, mm-hmm. and I just remember her way back when when she first started with Dazed and Confused after she got off the runway. Yeah, and now it's you know she became. You know, Lilo Dallas multipass, and then eventually became Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice in that, and oh my God! Now you know she's a big superstar, but she doesn't really do too much. So yeah. this had to have captivated her in some way to to take on this role. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you know they, like you said before, they had high hopes that this would actually relaunch the series. My recommendation to you would be to watch the first two Hellboy movies if you can because I think I might they're, they're they're pretty good and Ron Perlman is really good in it Selma Blair's awesome and the the guy who's a, a character actor and a suit actor who plays Abe Sapien is amazing and we get that little tidbit of Abe Sapien at the very end of this movie which I'm like oh okay I could see where they're going they're formulating a team but there is no father in this one at this mm-hmm. point because father is dead because you know the empath or the person with the mystical powers was able to have his soul come out and speak to Hellboy at the very end and tell him he yeah. loves him yep and uh, to me uh, you know honestly this is a spoilery kind of review but i'm pretty sure a majority of the people that saw it are either upset with it or thought it was okay we will put that in the notes obviously when <laughs> when yeah, we watch I mean, this obviously thing if you want to yeah put that at the, the very front of the episode we didn't talk about that at the very front of the episode yeah that this is i mean this is a movie that came out a couple weeks ago and i i just don't it's not i don't think the spoilers of this movie are that big of a it's not like we're gonna we're not gonna do we're not gonna do an in-game review today oh no no Um, we we got way too many people that want to be on that and we're gonna have a big huge round table and i'm excited for that we'll get that scheduled and put that together here yeah next few ben didn't realize he was in on it (laughs) (laughs) um so the only extra thing i had that i wanted to kind of bring up a little bit is the we talked a little bit before we started recording about the disney plus uh, streaming service it's coming out later this year and right now if you go to the website they actually have a countdown counter on there and uh, so it's supposed to be it's going to start out november 12th and it's going to correspond with the release of captain marvel so that's why they were they picked november 12th and that's and there's going to be some limited content that it's going to start out with but at the very beginning uh, supposedly we're supposed to be all the the uh, seasons of The Simpsons will be available. They're going to have some exclusive Star Wars content. I saw a thing that was talking about possibly some trailers for The Mandalorian or some pics from The Mandalorian that are going to be available when that when that streaming service starts. So I'm kind of excited. I may have to pick up Disney Plus uh, to check it out. Oh, definitely. I There is actually they're going to drop all of The Mandalorian on that 
Oh, are they? Is the the movie's going to be complete when it when the streaming service the starts? The show is going to be complete when they okay. do that. So we're getting a lot. I read through everything and I I recited it out in the in the work vehicle one day to my partner and I said, "Wow, they have Iron Man, but they have Iron Man three, but they don't have Iron Man two. Why? Huh. Why not Iron Man two? <laughs> but uh, they had Captain Marvel listed. They had all thirty seasons of The Simpsons going to be dropping at the same time. So when this first initially drops, it's going to be huge for the fact that you're going to have a ton of content right away at your fingertips to do what you want and have it all in your eyes and your ears and have fun. And honestly, that is a big challenge to the other streaming services that are out there like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever you actually cater to. So I think Disney is just dropping that, and that's just within the first month or the first week. Who knows what we're going to get after that? So they actually mentioned all the Star Wars films. So you're getting episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, and I I didn't see anything about the uh, the newer series like Force Rogue Awakens. One, Han Solo, uh, Force Rogue Awakens, One's going to be there. And... Uh, the Last Jedi. So yeah, there's there's so. a lot of content that's going to be there. They really want to captivate everybody to watch this. They didn't say anything about the new Marvel shows that they want, but obviously they're in production. So obviously we're going to get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to get Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah, there's there's a ton, and I'm not even going to try because I haven't looked at all of it. That's like you you've seen obviously more than I have of what's going to be available. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing at what I am definitely in for it because the cost of that is far cheaper than Netflix and then, and a lot of the, other, like even HBO now is at 14.99 a month. Yeah. YouTube. I was just looking at YouTube, uh, originals and it's 15.99 a month. So, and if Disney is doing this, knowing that billions of people are going to use this they could put it at a lower cost and then have all their films. And I'm talking the old catalog. And that's all the Disney cartoon movies that they had. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It goes on and on. Dumbo. All this at your means. You don't have to worry about it coming out on some sort of Blu-ray or DVD or 4K Blu-ray. So you could actually just stream it in that quality. So my feeling is I'm done. I just I don't have to got buy any physical <laughs> media when it comes to this now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, with physical media now that we we are getting so many streaming services. I know I'm buying less discs than I used to. I was going to buy the Bumblebee disc when it came out, and I haven't had a chance yet. I was supposed to buy Glass, and I didn't get a chance to buy it yet. And I know they just came out the last few weeks, and so I know I'm with you. There's there's a ton of of stuff out there and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it, it's definitely a new age at this point. So I think Disney has already seen it ahead and realized, okay, we need to make this cost effective for people. Yep. So I recommend it highly. I don't know about you, Steve. Do you recommend it? Oh, I mean, it? as of right now, like I said, I'm I'm not going to speculate on, I only know of what I mentioned that I know for sure they said they're going to have. And it's supposed to be like seven ninety nine a month. So I, I mean, I was ready to sign up beforehand. Like I said, that's why there's a ticket. Uh, there's a ticker on their website, so I, I'm I'm probably going to sign up for it at seven ninety nine. I can afford to add that to my list of streaming services right now. So, oh, cool, awesome. 
So you heard it here <laughs> first. We're endorsing it. So Marvel, Disney, if you're out there, please, panels to pixels. We are endorsing We're your you. official <laughs> official podcast. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, we're not sure. The next thing that you should be hearing us on will be an in-game and an Avengers in-game roundtable that will be coming out sometime in the next few weeks. Other than that, really to submit any feedback to us, we normally look for that on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com/panels2pixels, or you can email us at panels2pixels1 at gmail.com. That's panels2pixels1. The two is spelled out T-O. The, the one is the number one at gmail.com. Awesome. There are other ways for you to hear Steve and I in other formats. Uh, I am a co-host on the Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Golden Spiral Media. We're gearing up for Fear the Walking Dead Talk Through. We'll be making our comeback come June after the first episode airs. So if you want to, go to Golden Spiral Media slash Walking Dead Talk Through and leave some feedback or go to the Facebook page, which would be Walking Dead Talk Through slash gsm or walking dead talk through if you just search it through facebook itself and i send a lot of uh feedback to other podcasts especially i i just sent uh, one strange indeed just wrapped up their review of the umbrella academy i sent them a final voicemail on that i submit i send voicemails every week to house podcastica which is a game of thrones podcast on the podcastica network you can hear me there uh with those and uh, you can also hear us, Panels to Pixels, on both, on all of them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, whatever your podcast medium of choice is, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, and or Google Play. And while you're there, please give us some sort of rating. I'm pretty sure they actually all have them. I know iTunes has it, as well as Spotify. So if you could go out there and do that, and also listen to Walking Dead Talk Through as well on Spotify and iTunes as well. So... With that, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels Pixels. Good night. Good night.